0: The plan of the devil has been to keep us suppressed, to keep us limited, to keep us financially poor, to prevent us from the ability to help others, to spread the gospel. John 10.10, Jesus himself said the reason that he came was so that you may have life, you may enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. You were designed to have life in abundance, and that includes your financial life. King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success, focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-minded men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and becoming the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. This episode is brought to you by Anchored Coffee. Anchored Coffee is a coffee company unlike any other. Not only do they provide the most delicious and fresh coffee on the market, they also are positively impacting the communities where the coffee is growing. Anchor Coffee is on a mission to change the world through coffee. And as a subscriber of this podcast, you can get 15% off your next order using the promo code KING15. So visit impacttheworld.coffee today and use the promo code KING15 at checkout. That's impacttheworld.coffee using the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your next order. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and you got me solo today. And I'm so excited about just what I feel is just this season that not just... I am in or we are in within the King's Council, but just so many people that I've talked with just within the Christian community of just like this feeling of this shift that's going on. And so I'm going to dive into this week and probably even next week, really what I believe has just been laid on my heart and I've just been seeking God on for the past few months of just these kingdom principles within the Bible, just how the kingdom operates and how we as human beings really we have been blinded by just operating in the worldly sense. And so we're going to dive into some kingdom specifically money principles. And you guys know I love talking about entrepreneurship. I love talking about the, the financial pillar within the King's Council. And I'm just going to start out with this, guys. Hear me when I say this here, that it takes just as much faith to increase your way out of debt than to decrease your way out of debt. It takes just as much faith to increase your way out of debt than to decrease your way out of debt. And this morning, as I was just kind of prepping for for this and just thinking through just these concepts that I wanted to lay out here, Joshua 1.8 just hit me. And I'm just going to read this scripture to you guys. It says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Okay, guys, anytime that you see the word then in the Bible, pay attention. First off, go reread what you just read then read the promise that's given there. Because anytime you see the word then, there's a promise that's written there. These are promises from God. If you want to know how to be prosperous and successful, it's real simple. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So often people are looking to even podcasts like this and self-help books when at the end of the day, just get into the word of God. Okay. Now podcasts like this and other gurus that are out there may help you understand what is written. So I don't want to take that away. I don't want to negate that fact, but it's so important for us just to get into the word of God, but more importantly, to meditate on that day and night. If you do that, then you will be prosperous and successful. It's that simple, guys. You want to be successful? Meditate on the word of God. You want to be prosperous, meditate on the Word of God. Okay, I I feel like I could end this podcast right now, (laughs) but I'm not going to. I've got so much more for you guys. So buckle up here, get ready, because we're going to dive into these kingdom principles that I've been just immersing myself into in what we're coaching on all year long within the King's Council. This is just what I just firmly believe the shift that's happening is just this understanding of how the kingdom operates right here, right now on this earth. When we pray thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, what are we really praying for? I mean, I, I, I never thought about that for a good period of time in my life. What am I really praying there and understanding what we're asking God and declaring to have happen is thy kingdom come on this earth. And when I have been diving into this and just understanding specifically on this financial pillar, the shift that's happening right now in the kingdom economy. Or the lack thereof, but there is soon to be just an immense amount of wealth that's transitioning into this kingdom economy. I know it. I know it. I know it. Okay, because here's the deal, guys. For far too long as believers, we've been led to believe this lie that being broke as a Christian is like an accepted thing, right? Being a child of the king and living in poverty, it cannot be synonymous if you are operating in these principles, and that's the big if. If you remember, we are citizens of the kingdom. Therefore, we are a representation of the king, okay, the king himself. So as a reflection of the king, struggle and lack, they don't exist in the kingdom of God. So we need to stop associating the two, It's truly been a ploy from the enemy that being financially poor and needy, it's just for far too long been widely accepted as the reputation of a Christian just think about that because that is how I grew up. And I know some of you listening grew up that way too. Like when somebody said, well, he's a Christian or, or she's a Christian, it's like what came to your mind, or even right now, maybe you're still having or struggling with this mindset, this pathway that's been indoctrinated into us, that if you're a Christian, that just means that you must be probably a nice guy, but kind of weak, maybe a little soft, certainly not financially successful. And we've got it wrong, guys. When they hear that she's a Christian or he's a Christian, it should be, oh man, that person must be a leader. That person must be strong. They must walk in authority. They must have that confidence. They must have an intention in their life because that's who our Father is. He made us in his likeness. He made us in his image. He never designed or intended for us to be poor, to be broke, to be living paycheck to paycheck, living in, in in lack, struggling to make rent. We were not created that way. We were not created to be weak and in, in a pushover and a product of our circumstances. We were made to trample them, to be above them. And that's how we are to live in every area of our life, including our finances. God's given us every advantage possible. It blows my mind that we've been missing this every advantage possible. That's what we're coaching on throughout the King's Council. It's like, how do we operate in these principles? This thing called life is an open book test. We got the book. We just have to dive into it and, and start to put these principles into practice because there are laws and there are principles that work every single time, but it's dependent upon us actually applying them into our life. So if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you've asked him to come into your heart, you've made the decision to live for him, then you actually qualify for divine advantages, including financially. Okay, We've just been blinded by the enemy from operating in them. If you're not where you want to be financially, it's because you've been trying to to obtain money you've been trying to get wealthy you've been trying for far too long on your own natural strength through your own means by your own abilities and we go around and we we just think like oh man it must be nice to be that guy or if i could just get that promotion or I should have went and got that college degree. Then I could be making more money. Then I could be happy. Or if my boss wasn't such a jerk, right? That's this, this victim mentality. And our thinking has prevented specifically the Christian community from walking in the freedom and the authority that has been given to us by God. But we haven't received it. The truth is, when we're we're diving into money here specifically, guys, money is a spiritual issue. It operates in the spiritual realm. It's a spiritual battle. And the reason so many of us have have struggled financially is that we've been attacking it from our worldly standpoint. We're attacking it from a from the natural view, not within the kingdom. We're not operating in the spiritual realm realm here when we're talking about our finances. Okay, and that is that is what I just know so wholeheartedly. The breakthroughs that are going to be taking place, it's going to be because Christians are finally walking in that authority that they've been given. Now, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to require faith? You better believe it. And that's what God wants. He's like, just come to me. He's told us exactly how to do it. The greatest tool that the enemy uses against this, though, is fear. Faith and fear cannot operate in the same realm. Okay? It's, you either have faith or you have fear. And this is where so many people cling to their safety, their security, their worldly view of just what's safe for them versus letting that go and walking in the faith within these kingdom financial pr- principles. Okay, God never designed you to be poor or, or even just to have just enough for you we we serve a God of more than enough, a God of abundance. There's over a hundred scriptures in the Bible where God tells us to actually help those in need, to help the poor in some form. That, that is a command that God tells us to go help the poor. And if you're going to help the poor, you can't be poor. How are we going to help them otherwise? Lend them a hand? Sure, we can do something But what if we could actually operate the way God intended, the way the good Samaritan did to be able to have the freedom to pay for other people's circumstances, maybe self inflicted, but maybe we could teach them how to operate in these kingdom principles as well. Okay. If God wanted you to be poor, hear me when I say this guys, if God wanted you to be poor, if being poor was a good thing. He wouldn't have asked us to help the poor. He would have just said, you and them just stay poor. Think about that for a second. It's it's kind of silly to think that we've just accepted this. If we are to be the Christian that he has called us to be, the one that shows grace, the one that shows mercy, the one that has the ability and the means to pay for somebody to stay in the end, to bandage their wounds. And then if they have additional debt to be able to pay for that, we've got to make money. And we've been given the ability to do so. It's God that gives us the ability to create wealth and Deuteronomy. Okay. And, and, and Jesus personally actually took away our poverty so that we could be made rich. So we have to change our thinking on this. It starts with our thinking, our mindsets, how we think about money, but recreate these neural pathways because the enemy has done a great job at keeping us poor, broken, beaten, and defeated. If that is the life of, of a Christian, first off, who the heck wants to live that life? I mean, come on. We need to be the most attractive people on the planet and if being broken and defeated was, was something that we're supposed to do, why why would God have commanded the financial blessing upon us in Deuteronomy 28? Why would he have given us the, the Abrahamic blessing, the covenant that he had said in Genesis? And then again, in Galatians 3.29, it reads, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise I read this and I was like, well, what was that promise? What was that promise? He was referring to the promise in Genesis, the covenant that God made with Abraham. And it consisted of three things, the promised land, the promise of the descendants, and then the promise of blessing and redemption. It's a promise. It's a promise, people. We have to walk in that authority. We have the ability to walk this thing out. I hope you guys are getting this. If not, read Deuteronomy. And if you want to read even about how much God does not like poverty, continue through Deuteronomy 28. That baby's a doozy. If you want to talk about the curse of poverty. But we know that Jesus took our poverty. When he went to the cross in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says that he took our poverty on the cross, that we would be made rich, abundantly supplied. I hope you guys are getting this. If you can only meet your own needs, how can you possibly help somebody else? God commands us to help the poor, to be that good Samaritan here on this earth. So we've got to put ourselves in a position in which God can use us. And back to, this is a spiritual issue. This is a heart issue. This isn't about acquiring money to go get the the next Jordans that came out or the next, I mean, nothing wrong if you have those, if you get those. I believe God wants us to have nice things, but that's where it becomes a heart issue. Does God have your heart or do your things have your heart? And if God has your heart, if you have the ability to steward well, to use money as a tool to build the kingdom, then you put yourself in a position unlike any other. So I'm trusting that you guys are understanding this whole poverty mindset message and how ridiculous this is. Now, I want to be very clear, though. This is not a prosperity gospel that I'm talking about. This is not a poverty gospel that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the gospel, the gospel and if you believe the infallible word of God if that's your heart and you believe that then you got to believe the entire book you don't just get to pick and choose which verses you want that apply to your life that fit into how the quality of your life is you don't get to use it as a crutch as an excuse to why you're not trying or maybe maybe you are trying but why you're not training in this life You got to get that zeal back. If you have the ability to make money, you should make as much money as you possibly can. But I promise you this, if that is going to take away from your relationships, if it's going to put you in a stressful situation with your spouse, I could promise you God would rather have you be broken under a bridge than in a bad marital relationship. God honors relationship first. So if you can have that sound, and this is, again, why we coach in the King's Council on mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, all of that is encompassed within our relationships. First off, our relationship with God, within our alignments, birth our assignments. So are we aligned with God? Then who else can I align with on this earth to birth the assignment that he's called me for? And if we can operate in excellence in all of those and still acquire wealth and still make money, then by golly, we better do it. The plan of the devil has been to keep us suppressed, to keep us limited, to keep us financially poor, to prevent us from the ability to help others, to spread the gospel. John 10.10, Jesus himself said the reason that he came was so that you may have life, you may enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. You were designed to have life in abundance, and that includes your financial life. God has supplied you with everything that you need. Here's the thing, though. You don't. You start to walk in these kingdom principles. There are real, true principles here that we will eventually get to. You start to walk in those. It's not just going to show up. God's going to give you an idea. God's going to give you the creativity. God never gave us a table. He gave us a tree. God didn't just give us a car. He gave this idea, uh, this concept, and then the assembly line. Henry Ford, like, pushed it forward. That's the creativity that God has given us. So if you're just sitting back waiting on your miracle, just waiting for God to bless you, that ain't how it works. Think of this as this. You are a soldier in God's army. You were sent here. You were deployed here. Down to earth. We talk about being discovering, developing, and then deploying your God-given talents and abilities. You have been deployed here from the kingdom of heaven, here with a mission, a vision, a purpose. And you better believe God will financially resource you to complete that. But you've got to walk in these principles. You've got to take hold of it. All right. There's so many, so many promises, so many principles in the Bible, so many strategies that we can implement to succeed in life, but succeed financially as well. So there's no excuse for us to to continue to operate in lack. It's time to go all in, all in. And it's so interesting as I'm diving into this and I'm looking at different, you know, the, the Old Testament, the, the New Testament, and, and just how the correlation is. And then I'm looking at like life right now. Who are some of the, when you think of communities of people, even religions of people, will call it the the Jewish community. There's, you know, the Christian community that we talk about the kingdom economy and really the Christian economy has just pretty much been non-existent. How many times the dollar bill will exchange hands in the Jewish community versus in the, the Muslim community versus the Christian community? It's just non-existent. It, it breaks my heart. And I was Googling and trying to figure like, is there any statistics? Is there anything out there? And I came across this one that was so interesting, and it's 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 frustrating to me, but it's so interesting that the it was talking about the net worth. This was an Ohio State University study, and it's talking about the net worth of different people groups, basically within within different religions. And the median net worth within the the Jewish community, the median net worth of this, and I think this is probably maybe a a decade old of a of a study, but the median net worth, so average was $150,890 within the Jewish community group. That just like non, well, not even non, but the average net worth just amongst all those that were surveyed here was $48,200. And then the net worth within the Christian community was $26,200. What in the world? First off, not only I read that and I was like, there's just no difference. Like what separates a Christian from a non-Christian back to, we should be the most attractive people on the planet. We should be the most successful people on the planet. If we would just walk in these principles, but not only are we, we're not even in the middle of the rung there, but we're freaking dead last. What is happening here? We've been taught, we've been indoctrinated to not pursue to not be offensive, to decrease our life, to cut our bills, to operate from lack. Why? Why are we operating from lack when we serve a God of more than enough? And financial gurus like even Dave Ramsey uh, or just advisors themselves, they'll tell us to you know cut back on our bills. And don't get me wrong on this. If you are not stewarding your money well, then start with Dave. How about that? If you're in debt to your eyeballs right now, start with Dave's concepts. He'll probably help you. But if your goal is to get out of debt, it's time to expand your vision there. If your goal is simply to get out of debt and just to squeak by and like, well, I made it to heaven. What are you doing? That's a complete waste of life. What a what a terrible way to live. Well, at least I got in, got into those pearly gates Man, I want to be the dude who gets in and God looks right down at me and said, well done, good and faithful servant. Man, that's the life that I want to live. And I believe that's the life that you want to live as well. If you're working just to get out of debt, you made some poor choices, fine. We've all done that. I've done that. But I'm telling you that we serve a God of more than enough. And if our goal, if our Ceiling is just to get to zero. Whether it's decrease our debt to zero or become up out of debt to be at zero, now, now we can start to operate in some kingdom principles. So we've got to steward ourselves well, but this is where our mindset needs to shift. Go from a poverty mindset, a lack mindset, I've got to decrease type of mindset to now walking in the authority that no, we have. We have been given more than enough. Okay, John 10, 10 again said that Jesus came to give us life in abundance. We can be and we should be wealthy if we are surrounding ourselves with with, with the right type of people. That's going to keep us accountable. So we can be extremely generous with everything that we've been given. I'm going to say again, what I started this out with is it takes just as much faith to increase your way out of debt than to decrease your way out of debt. Think about that. Increase your way out of debt. What else can you do? What kingdom principle can you apply into your life to increase your way out of debt versus just decreasing your way out of debt? Now, if your priorities are out of whack and you're not stewarding your money well, then let's get that in check first. But there are so many things now that you can walk in and you can can operate in it. And here's the first one. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With your first fruits, then your barns will be abundantly filled. There's that then again, remember? Then, if you see the word then in the Bible, reread what you just read. That's Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits, okay? Your best fruits, your first fruits. Specifically, if you're not tithing, tithe. You ain't tithing to me, you're tithing to your local church. If you start to just operate in one of the most basic kingdom principles, one of the basic things that God told us to test him on, it's going to open the door to some incredible opportunities. But you've got to honor the Lord your God with your wealth. First off, if you have a job, even if you have any, I mean, even if you don't have a job, you are extremely blessed. So you are wealthy. If your citizenship is actually from the kingdom, you are wealthy. Now operate in that, put it to work. You don't just get to sit back and play video games all day long. Put it to work. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits. Then your barns will be abundantly filled. It's conditional. It's not rocket science, but it's conditional. Then your barns will be abundantly filled. So honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits. Then your barns will be abundantly filled. It's conditional. God has given us these principles. These are promises from God on how to operate. If you follow these principles, if you walk in his blessings, you don't need to be praying for that miracle. No longer. You have the choice right now. You can continue to make poor decisions, bad investments, and then you're stuck with those consequences, okay? You still are going to have to suffer any consequences of the decisions that you make, but I'm telling you, you got a playbook of life right here. So start to apply this. If you follow these principles and walk in his blessings, you will never need to be praying for a miracle. You can be living within your miracle if you follow these principles. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit King'sCouncilCoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at King's Council Coaching. We'll see you next time.